everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show ahead of a an absolutely massive game between Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund this weekend. And I have to ask the question, what's been going on with Bayern Munich? Has anything big happened over this international break? I mean, what a crazy turn of events. Who would have forecast this happening just a week ago? I'm recording this on a Wednesday. Who would have thought that the world would be turned upside down in a matter of, what, eight days? It's craziness. Of course, we all know that Thomas Tuchel has taken over for the suddenly sacked Julian Nagelsmann. And I will really dive into this on the weekend warm-up podcast, but I do want to say the move completely shocked me. I was blindsided. I had no idea it was coming. I was leaving for a trip to Richmond, and my phone started to blow up. I started to get notifications from our BFW staff, and I was helpless to help them. (laughs) I was driving. So a big credit to the staff for covering that story as it evolved. Just what a a crazy turn of events. And I got to say, this is a very risky move with some very questionable timing for Bayern Munich. I don't like the way it played out. I don't like the way it went down. Like I said, I'll get into that more in the weekend warm-up podcast. But right now, Thomas Tuchel is on the hot seat because he's got to somehow find a way in what is the team's most important match of the season so far. He's got to find a way to get this team together, figure out what works best, who works best together, and, and try and avoid his personal reclamation projects when there's a time when it's really just time to focus on winning this particular match. I mean, this match will determine first place in the Bundesliga heading into the home stretch. So let's get to it. Let's not drag this out and talk too much about the Nagelsmann sacking. There's plenty of time to do that on the weekend warm-up podcast. So I do encourage you to check that out when it drops tomorrow, which would be Thursday. Uh, as we always do on the preview show, we'll take a look at where each team is in the standings. And it's not hard to find these two. Bayern Munich is currently sitting in second place through 25 match days. They have 15 wins, seven draws, three losses. That's good for 52 points. They have scored 72 goals and only allowed 27. A very, very solid season that was that was really, I thought, headed in the right direction under Julian Nagelsmann. What might have been uh, the final nail in the coffin on his career, though, at Bayern Munich was how the team performed in their last match, which was a 2-1 loss to Bayer Leverkusen, which... Listen, it was the last match before an international break. This is a veteran Bayern Munich team that has been through this a million times. They were flat. I really do think it was on the players more so than the coach, and and I'll get it out there. I, I haven't always agreed with everything Nagelsmann's done. I've been really a person that's been on the fence with him. I like some of what he did. I didn't like other things. I felt like he had finally gotten to a point where things were headed in the right direction, So when he was sacked, especially after what in my mind was a loss that really was more on the shoulders of the players against Leverkusen, uh, I was surprised. But over the course of their last five games, Bayern Munich has three wins and two losses. That Leverkusen match, of course, was the last game that they played before the international break. As for Borussia Dortmund, they are currently sitting atop the table. Uh, They have been really just sizzling right of late they have been really really good 
Uh, through 25 match days, they have 17 wins, just two draws, six losses. That's good for 53 points. They have scored 55 goals, which is significantly less than Bayern Munich and only allowed 31, slightly more than Bayern Munich. Over the course of Borussia Dortmund's last five matches, they are they have accumulated four wins and one draw. Uh, the last match, of course, for them was a 6-1 victory over FC Colm. This Dortmund side is no joke. I feel like they've really come together under Eden Terzic, who does not get enough credit. I know a couple of seasons ago, people thought it was a little bit of a flash in the pan with the impact that he had, but clearly the way that this guy coaches and the messaging he gives to the players, it does impact them. It does really sink in. And I think he's done a, a just a fantastic job to get them to this point. Now, the club is invested in a lot of talent. They have done some things to, to really remold the squad after Erling Haaland left. And Terzic, I think, has just done a fantastic job of making all of that happen. Uh, when we look at the, the squads for these two teams heading into this match, uh, each team is battling a little bit of something. Uh, you could look at Borussia Dortmund's injury lineup, and you see Yusofa Mokoko, who may or may not be back for the game. His expected return date is April 3rd, but uh, you know that could go either way. Some other key players that are banged up right now, Julian Brandt, Gregor Kobel, of course, the great goalkeeper. Those are two key players. Brandt has been just phenomenal this season. This was what I think a lot of people were expecting to see when Brandt made that initial move from Bayer Leverkusen over to Borussia Dortmund a couple of seasons back. Uh, really just a breakout season for him this year. He has really responded well under Eden Terzic and has done a uh, just a fantastic job of being a contributor to that attack and playing just a solid role overall in the team. To me, it really seems like he's fulfilling those expectations that many had for him. And honestly, he wouldn't look bad in a Germany uniform right now. Uh, so I think when, when he gets all healthy and Hansi Flick has – the next opportunity to call up some players wouldn't be shocked if Julian Brandt was part of that. As for Bayern Munich, they also are a little banged up. Of course, there are the long-term injuries to Luca Hernandez and Manuel Neuer. Uh, there are a couple underplayed injuries. Eric Maxim Chupa Moting has had this back trouble, uh, which first occurred earlier this month, and it seems to be something that he's working on getting control of. Uh, of course, Chubo Moting's role is a little bit in question as to where he stands under Thomas Tuchel, who has coached him in the past. I guess when Chubo Moting is uh, fully ready to go, we'll get an idea. And it looks like he will be ramped up and, and, and able to play this weekend. But we'll see for sure when those final lineups come out. Jamal Musiala has been uh, really struggling with a hamstring injury. He's back at training uh, it's very questionable as to how quickly Bayern Munich wants to push him into action. Of course, this is a, you know, it's a massive game, but uh, Musiala's career uh, moving forward, plus the rest of the season, there are also other important matches. So if I had to guess right now, I'd say Musiala is probably due for a substitute appearance. Uh, it's one of those situations where Thomas Tuchel can kind of kick Musiala or punt Musiala to a couple games down the line in terms of figuring out how to get the starting lineup together. It does buy Tuchel some time uh, and gives him an excuse to bring Musiala off the bench because, uh, you know, it's just smart with a player that young who relies on his 
quickness and his movements to be such an important part of game, part of his game that you want him not to pick up uh, a reoccurrence of that injury or you want him to hurt it even worse than it already is. So a couple of other injuries slash illnesses that have been going on with Bayern Munich. Paul Vonner has been having some adductor problems and Arjen Ibrahimovic has a viral infection. So we'll see what happens with those two. Uh, Vonner is something I didn't even know was going on until I looked it up this morning. Ibrahimovic apparently just turned up sick. So that's a recent addition to uh, what has been going, or at least at least he turned up sick during this international break. I guess it remains to be seen uh, how long that will affect him or if it will really even bother his status for the weekend. But he was sick over, over the course of this international break. And I guess not that he would have played a role for Bayern Munich in the senior team game, but it could affect his availability for Bayern Munich 2 or one of the youth teams. So uh, that's what's going on with each team's respective roster. We've covered where they sit in the standings. If you want to look at just the overall importance of this match, I mean, it's pretty crazy to think of in the 26th match day that this is essentially going to play the biggest role of any game of the season in determining the Bundesliga champion. Uh, Bayern Munich for everything that it has done well this season, it, it did struggle with some draws earlier under Julian Nagelsmann. And in my mind, that's why they're in the position they are today. Uh, if they had done better in closing out some games early in the season, if they had been able to avoid some really reckless challenges and penalties late in matches, uh, they'd be in a much, much better spot. But this is where they're at. Borussia Dortmund, in my mind, is a very deserving foe here. They deserve everything they've gotten. This is a team that was much maligned. A lot of people attacked their defense over the course of the season. A lot of people doubted their attack. But they've just done nothing but keep churning out wins, uh, avoiding having too many letdown games. We've seen Dortmund over the course of the past few seasons just have an incredible amount of what I would call stupid losses, the games that they should win, but inexplicably lose for no reason, but they've seemed to get over that hurdle a little bit. Uh, they're a much better unit. They look way more cohesive, uh, but against Bayern Munich, everything goes out the window. And that's the one thing that Bayern Munich can keep in its back pocket. They're always going to be considered the favorite. They're always going to have that mental edge over their opponents in Germany. So Bayern Munich in my mind is probably the favorite in this match not just from a betting standpoint, but just because they've been there, they've done that. This is a veteran group. And even though they're integrating a new coach with new ideas, perhaps a new formation uh, in a short amount of time, I still think they're going to be able to pull this out. But man, they did not do themselves any favors with trying to cram all of this in. Uh, in my mind, it was a very unforgivable sin by the club executives to put the players in this position at such a key juncture. I, I was really disappointed with that, but uh, this group of players, they, they have a championship mentality and they're going to need it for this match. As far as Bayern Munich goes and how we look at how they're going to set up, I have no idea. I have no clue what formation Thomas Tuchel is going to run at this stage. He has kicked around playing a back three, a back four. I know one of the recent stories, I believe it was from Build, uh, was that he's going to take uh, time 
to discuss what the team feels most comfortable in. Is it a back three? Is it a back four? And he's going to take that feedback and then he's going to develop his plan for the weekend. The only problem with that is the difference in personnel from a back three to a back four at Bayern Munich completely matters. So if I was a player who like maybe Benjamin Pavar, who has a role in a back three, but potentially not in a back four, I would be petitioning hard for a back three. Uh, if I am someone like Thomas Muller, who you would think like, okay, he's a shoe in the play attacking midfield, no matter what he's not though. That's the, that's the thing. If I'm him, I'm also petitioning for a back three because that at least, at least gives him one more position of opportunity to go in and play. Whereas if they play a back four, Muller could be really pigeonholed into just that one spot as an attacking midfielder. And then he'd have to compete with players like Jamal Musiala and Leroy Sané, who are both players that one, Tuchel has already stated he wants to get Sané back on track. So there's an investment there, but Musiala is the future of Bayern Munich. So this is all very political already, which is in my mind, a mistake as much as Tuchel wants to come across as a player's coach and to build these relationships and to be communicative you can't get an honest answer from a player because their direct their playing time is directly affected by how they respond. And to me, it'd be silly if someone like Benjamin Pavar was like, "Yeah, let's play back four so you can put me on the bench." Like, I I, I don't buy that 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 kind of thing. Like, you're going to get the honest response. Now, the one thing that that Tuchel does have going for him with a player like Kimmich or like Goretzka, they're pretty much settled in doesn't matter to them they're going to play as a midfield pivot no matter what uh, but the other players on the roster including people who had issues with Nagelsmann like Leroy Sané, Ryan Gravenberg, um, perhaps even Serge Gnabry uh, these are all players that have a stake the formation makes them have a stake in things because it determines their playing time so I'm going to give you two options for how I think this could play out I'm going to start with a back three because to me, in my mind, that's how Byron has played best this season. And I thought Nagelsmann had finally hit the nail on the head for how to best work with this group of players. And of course, when they did, when he did that, they canned his ass. So there you go. So the back three, I think Byron Munich will start with, if if Tuchel goes this direction, I think that will be a 3-4-2-1 formation with Jan Sommer at goalkeeper, Dio Upamakano, Matthijs De Ligt, and Benjamin Pavar as a very sturdy back line. The wingbacks would be Alfonso Davies, and Yao Cancelo. I think Tuchel's going to lean heavily on Cancelo. Uh, I, I think there's a Premier League connection there. I'm just making a guess. Uh, I think Kingsley Coman is one of the players that could potentially suffer from Tuchel taking over. Uh, the midfield double pivot, of course, would be Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. The two attacking midfielders in this game, I think, will be Thomas Muller and Leroy Sané. I think that Jamal Musiala, like I said previously, will end up on the bench and they'll use the excuse of him being injured and not wanting to rush him back too quickly, even though this is probably the most important game of the season. Atop the formation, I think that Tuchel's going to use Sadio Mane over Eric Maxim Chupo-Moting, even though Chupo has been much better in that role than Mane has. Of course, we heard... <laughs> The, the story leaked this week that Sadio Mane and Julian Nagelsmann got into a heated argument uh, about Mane's playing time. And there might have even been a lot of shouting, maybe some uh, uh, what some people feared would be 
physical contact. It didn't get to that point, but it sure seemed like it might. Either way, uh, I think Tuchel's going to go with some of his old Premier League boys, uh, people who he has some familiar with and a familiarity with from the Premier League and Jao Cancelo and Sadio Mane. So I think he's going to change things up. If he does go that direction, man, that is a risk. I don't know if it's worth <laughs> the risk at this stage, but here we go. Now, the back four, this is something that I'm going out on a limb because I really, really don't know how this is going to play out. But let's just give it a run anyway. Uh, I think, as always, I think you'll get Jan Sommer at goalkeeper. Uh, at center back, we'd have Dio Upamakano and Matthijs De Ligt. We know that Tuchel loves De Ligt. He wanted to bring him to Chelsea. I think that's going to really enhance De Ligt's presence on the team. Uh, I think he's going to to really lean on him maybe as his top center back over players like Diopa Makano, Benjamin Pavar, and Luca Hernandez when he comes back. Outside backs in this formation, I will stick with Alfonso Davies and Jao Cancelo. I'm just getting this vibe about Cancelo and Tuchel. I don't know. I could be way off. Uh, um, you know, th- you know me. I'm putting on the tinfoil hat right now. I just think there's something about Tuchel and Cancelo that's that's going to click, and those two are going to work together on this. Midfield double pivot of Joshua Kimmich and Leon Goretzka. As, and I'm going with a 4-2-3-1 formation, obviously. Uh, at wing, I'm going to go with Sadio Mane and Leroy Sané. Uh, I think traditionally you would probably want to put both of them on the left side, but Sané, of course, can play on the right as an inverted winger, and I think we might actually see that. Thomas Muller will be the attacking midfielder, and it's striker. I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, I'm going to, even though Chupo has been back at practice, uh, he still has some of that back trouble. This is such a big match. I think he's not going to get the call immediately. I've already used Sadio Mane. I don't think Matisse Tell is someone who they're going to lean on. I think they're going to go with Serge Gnabry as the nine in this match. And I know that sounds weird. But I think Gnabry showed just enough in the second half of that match for Germany against Belgium that he can be creative, that he has that dribbling ability, that he can still cause havoc. And I think that that's what Tuchel's going to bank on. I know it's weird. I just think Tuchel's going to go kind of off the grid with his selections and how he lines up. Uh, To me, I think, you know, he's got ideas about how this can all work best. And I don't know that they're going to line up with what Julian Nagelsmann was doing. Finally, I'll predict a score on this mess. And listen, I don't have a lot of faith in Bayern Munich this week because this coaching change creates a lot of turmoil. It's a lot of uncertainty. It puts the players in a god awful spot. But at the same time, this is Borussia Dortmund. Until they get over the hump officially and win one, you have to think that Byron has the mental edge, that Byron has been here before in these tight spots. I think Byron Munich is going to come away with a 2-1 victory. I don't think this will be an easy match. I don't think this is necessarily, no matter what lineup Tuchel uses, I don't think it's what the lineup will look like in even two weeks. I think this is going to be a major experimentation period. It's just really unfortunate that he has to start his first match trying to figure out what works against Borussia Dortmund in a game that will likely determine the league winner. So that's where I stand on things for the preview show. As always, uh, check me out on the weekend warm-up podcast as well, because I have a lot more thoughts on Tuchel and Nagelsmann and everything else that has been going on this week. Believe me, I have a lot to say about all of that. And if you did notice, we finally made 
the move over to our new hosting platform. A little bit different logo. We cannot use the BFW logo since our podcast is now independent. The name has officially changed to Bavarian Podcast Works. So we have that going and you'll get all the same quality content that we've been producing. It'll just be flowing from a different hosting platform. You still should be able to get it on Apple. You should be able to get it directly from our site. You can always get it on Spotify. We're working on some of those other hosting platforms or distribution platforms. You know, we've had some problems with Google right now because of the RSS feeds from our old show uh, where that was hosted. So we're working on all that. Those um, those things, unfortunately, take some time to get worked out. So uh, soon enough, you should see our podcast at every different distribution platform where you were getting it before. So with that, you can always get me at the Barrel Blog and get the site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get our tweet Meister Tom Adams at Tommy Adams 71. You can get I need no name at BFWINNN. You can get all of our talented writers and podcasters at BavarianFootballWorks.com. We are going to have a lot of coverage of this Borussia Dortmund game. We are going to have a lot to say about it. We've got a lot leading up to it. So get on the site, check out our posts, see what's going on, drop us some comments. And as always, we thank you for listening. We really appreciate it, especially has been as we've been working through this really slow transition to get our podcast over to a new platform. So thanks again for listening. Enjoy the match and we'll see you next time.